Welcome to Triple Click Surprise. It's a bonus episode. I'm Jason Schreier. And I'm Maddie Myers. And I'm Kirk Hamilton. Hello, Yay. Kirk and Maddie. We are here, second episode on the same day, because we just watched the PlayStation 5 event, and we figured we'd talk about it. All yeah. you people out there who are like, oh, Triple Click doesn't talk about the news. Well, <laughs> guess what? Wait, Jason, what are they like? I like how wrong people always speak in that voice. Oh, oh mm. like Demon Souls isn't a very good game. Oh. <laughs> I haven't actually played Demon Souls. I'm excited for the remake for it that is. reason. It's a good game. Um, Those people who speak like that are wrong. Yeah, I believe you. Who I say, believe oh. people who say that. Way to skip to the end of this discussion and just talk about yeah. Demon Souls. We Let's can do that about if Demon you want. First of all, I just want to say, by the way. I, we're all going to call Resident Evil 8 Resident Evil 8, but I just a press release just arrived in my inbox saying Capcom Capcom developing the next generation of survival horror with Resident Evil Village. So apparently that really is the name, is Resident Evil Village. I think wow. it's um, both. I think it's Village and Resident Evil and eight. 8, I yeah, guess. It's so funny. I don't know. Game it's titles so are wild it's now. Tr- well, they did the 7 in the Resident yeah. Evil itself for Resident Evil 7, which, so maybe that was technically just called Resident Evil. And, yeah, uh, but is that guy going to say eight in a really low voice when you boot it eight. up? Because that's all that truly that's matters a good question. in a Resident Evil um, game. All right, we're jumping around. Let me zoom <laughs> out for a second. So today, so this was the first real event, first real PlayStation 5 event before they just talked about it in magazine articles and also did that GDC thing with Mark Cerny where he just uh, gave talked us some ASMR ears. technical specs and, t- and wanted photos of our ears. <laughs> talked about ears. <laughs> So yeah. this is our first look at like actual games that are coming to the PlayStation 5. And yes. so, first of all, let's talk about big picture thoughts before we break it down and talk about some of the games they announced. Um, so, Kirk, why don't you start us off? Like, What did you think of the event overall? Um, it was fun to watch something. I, I just have been so, like, depressed and, you know, like, I don't know, I'm sure you can both relate, that, like, just watching a thing that was pretty popcorn-y and dumb a lot of the time. It was just, like, the video game stuff of, like, get excited about this thing. It was just uh-huh. sort of and E3 nice. press conference. Yeah. This week was supposed to be It was E3. basically an E3 press conference. Yeah. So I found that just sort of pleasant, if a little bit kind of jarring with how I'm feeling in general most of the time. But mm-hmm. I did like just sort of watching it and, um... I appreciated how different a lot of the games looked. Like, there was definitely some OMG graphics stuff, but we're just kind of past that. I mean, a lot of these games just look the same way as PS4 games look to me. Like, they just look amazing. Like, some of the stuff looked incredible, but... A lot of stylized stuff. But that, I liked that. There were some things, just a couple things where I didn't know what the game was. We'll get to them. That I just really was like, ooh, that looks really nice. And they announced Hitman 3, which is like, you know, that's going to be more Hitman. I'm excited about that. So, you know, I had a good time watching it. I thought it was pretty fun. And uh, I think I'll get into more specific stuff, I guess, as we get going. Yeah, we'll talk about specifics later. Maddie, any overall thoughts, general impressions? Sure. Um, I'll just say that I really enjoyed this simply from the the standpoint of missing E3 a little bit this past Uh week and thinking a lot about how, like, last year we were all hanging out with our peers (laughs) in the industry and, like, seeing people in person. You've become such a triple a gamer you're like oh i miss e3 <laughs> yeah but i also kind of miss the vibe of covering e3 yeah, even yeah. from yep. home and like getting excited 100%. about the announcements and like participating in an event along with my colleagues and having that experience again felt so much better than i was expecting it to because i was like oh mm-hmm. my god finally something i know how to do and like have some semblance Man. of control yep. over yep. but I then totally also like what kirk said like feeling excited about video games that are coming out and being like damn, these look really cool, and just mm-hmm. feeling that way was a blessing for me after yes. the past few weeks of our lives. Yeah, agreed. I was just, I was actually thinking, like, I was getting a little depressed thinking about how this week I should have been in Los Angeles, yeah, and n- me yeah. not being there, this is the first E3 that I haven't gone to. Obviously, nobody went to it, but since, right. like, 2010. So, like, every single year this week, I would have been in L.A., like, seeing old mm-hmm. friends and, like, meeting new people. Um, unrelated, by the way, something I've been thinking about is, like, how this pandemic really prevents you from meeting anyone new, yeah. which is kind of a weird concept. Yeah. Anyway, hmm. um, so yeah, my overall thoughts were I enjoyed it. Um, I had a good time watching the thing. Um, some of the games just did nothing for me, but others made me think, oh, huh. And then a couple of them got me really excited. The two that got me most excited, we will get to a little bit later, but Horizon 2 and uh, and uh, Project, Project Athea. But we'll talk about those as we go. So why don't we just yeah. go through all the announcements so we can kind of react to each of them. I'm surprised that you weren't as, as excited as I was about the very first reveal. Which yeah, same. Was thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> the very
very first was a real a real bombshell. <laughs> Gotta wonder what was the thought process behind this. It must have involved money somehow because the first thing they showed was Grand Theft Auto Five, which came out in 2013. <laughs> and the the funny thing yeah, is, a new question mark game. I think yeah. <laughs> I think it would have been like totally cool and impressive if they had shown it running on PS5, but they were very deliberate about saying this is PS4 footage of the game. So they couldn't even show next-gen footage of it. Hello, baby. Um, they couldn't <laughs> even show next-gen footage of the game, which is hilarious. Yeah, she's she's pissed. Um, my, my daughter is very upset about that. Um, but yeah, they announced that it's coming to PS5 remastered next year, but didn't actually show us what, it, what it'll be like on PS5. I was half expecting Skyrim to come after that yeah, Skyrim's like gonna a, come and out also next. Skyrim mm. yeah. um, I will say that I know a lot of people out there especially a lot of like rabid GTA fans probably skewing younger have been uh, upset because I said that GTA 6 was kind of early and was in early development and will be out for another few years um, I think if, if GTA 5 coming out next year to PS5 is an yeah. evidence of that then like I don't know what, what else is? you'll believe because yeah. GTA 6 is, is a ways away like I would not expect that game for I mean maybe like at the end of 2022 2023 I think is more realistic for a game like that anyway so that was the uninteresting part then they came out with a bombshell right away with Spider-Man Miles Morales and it's it's worth noting this is not Spider-Man 2 I think this is going to be more like the uncharted lost legacy of Spider-Man games which makes a lot of sense based on the first story and the first game's story it would make sense that they do a bridge game based on Miles Morales and then that leads into the plot of Spider-Man 2 but yeah yeah, you guys, you guys excited about that one? I'm super excited about it, and I'm also yeah. pretty excited that our pal Evan Narcissus, who was just on this just week's on episode show. of the is show, working on it. is working yep. on the game because mm-hmm. Evan's great, and I love reading yes. his comics and I love his takes. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited, specifically about an Evan Narcissus Spider-Man. Um, yeah, game. he just told me he was consulting on it, not writing Still it. Still yes. pretty cool, though. Still very exciting. Any, anybody who trusts Evan's take, I'm, I'm definitely interested in the game that they're going to make the really cool thing about this is that it is coming this holiday so this is a launch game essentially or like an around launch game which is really cool i don't think anyone expected a spider-man game at launch i didn't expect Um, a game at launch that i was like actually really interested in because i feel like usually launch games are the ones that are kind of not yeah yeah (laughs) so i know trying to pin down particulars here is always a little tricky but is this also going to be on ps4 this game yeah that's a good question um, it would surprise me if it said. weren't, given that PS like Spider Man looks amazing and runs already on PS4, and it didn't get yep. an expansion. So this maybe isn't a like PS5 launch game, but also who knows? Um, I am excited about it as well. I feel like since um, I'm trying to remember when exactly Spider Verse came out, but Miles Morales really had a moment with that movie, mm-hmm. even though a lot of people knew who he was and everyone was talking about him. And I know Evan has um, really liked Miles as a character for a long time, which is one reason it's cool he's involved with this, but. You know, since um, since the first Spider-Man came out, then Spider-Verse came out, and it was like, oh, it's a lot cooler actually when Miles Morales is the protagonist of a Spider-Man game, particularly given the way that Spider-Man has that whole cop thing. Like we didn't, we were talking about on that episode. Like, yeah, they could probably maybe do some some more interesting stuff with that um, with yeah. this game. So I'm I'll be I'll it. be curious to see it. And yes, definitely looking um, forward yeah, to it. Yeah, I've been trying to, I've been looking up to see if they've said that it's coming to PS4 also, but so far I haven't seen anything. Yeah, um, we'll see. But yeah, it, it would be kind of weird if they made people buy another console for this if it's kind of like continuing where the first one left off. But who knows? I don't know. Um, so what else? They announced Gran Turismo 7, a new car game. I mean, I, I don't know if that excites either it's got of you. cars. Car games don't excite me. <laughs> this one cracked me up only because like it looked good like the cars always look real in these games but they have since like the literally the playstation 2 or something i feel like yeah. every time you're like "Ooh, that looks like a real car i guess uh-huh. and this still looked like a real car and so it was this was an interesting one to put so early on mm-hmm. because yeah gta 5 that was like its own reasons and also like the most popular game in the world or whatever and spider-man was like a huge sony game and this that was just like an exciting reveal and then like the next game, Ratchet and Clank, which I know we're about to talk about, that would have been a good third game because that felt a little more to me like these are some cool things we can do with the PlayStation 5. Where mm-hmm. Gran Turismo, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's like a car. I'm sure this is fun. Like, this is a car game, but it didn't do yeah. a lot for me only because, you know, I'm not well, the usually whole into car order games. of it all just felt very random to me. I don't know how much what their thought process was or if they just kind of pick names out of a hat, but a lot of it felt pretty <laughs> random. They just put their YouTube channel on shuffle. They're like, just go. We'll let the <laughs> yeah. algorithm figure it yeah, out. Which yeah. is fine. I mean, yeah, that's, that's fine. 
on oh, no, whatever, Megan, yeah. I was in our Bloomberg Slack, someone was like, this is kind of like a random order. And I was like, yeah, this is just how video game events are. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, three, that's, it's just, there's no structure uh-huh. whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Cause like people are used to covering tech events, like see a certain, like Apple events always have a certain structure to them, but yeah. this is mm-hmm. just totally random. Um, so yeah, so there was a new Ratchet and Clank, which looked amazing, like super mm-hmm. really slick graphics and cool effects and particles and just looked really good. Yeah, yeah, those games always look good and are always very fun. And at this point, especially since that movie came out, like they just look like movies, basically. Mm-hmm. And the thing this game has going for it that I will be curious to hear more about was it was the first time I, my ears perked up or I guess my eyes perked up. And I was like, oh, I feel like now I'm maybe seeing something that I couldn't have seen on a PS4, which is mm-hmm. that dimensional warping. Yeah. Because that's when you, you like the way people talk about that stuff of like you can load the entire game at once and you can just go between two places. I'm picturing things like that Titanfall 2 time travel level or the Dishonored 2 level where you're you're traveling in time mm-hmm. and like two levels exist and have loaded in on top of one another so you can instantaneously move between them. Mm-hmm. And watching that video anyways, who knows if this will actually work, but when you see them go from like, you know, this like verdant fantasy world to like a cyberpunk city in one second or not even yeah. a second just instantly in the middle of a fight I'm thinking of like or like that fight scene at the end of Thor the Dark World which I randomly rewatched not that long ago <laughs> where they're punching each other and they keep flying into alternate dimensions and it's really fun that seems potentially cool so definitely and there are multiple games in this list that have a similar mechanic where a character like jumps into another place so it's it's interesting mm-hmm. if that turns out to be like a hallmark of PS5 games. Right, like a that's new thing that's really possible. A mechanic that, that designers can take more advantage yeah, of. Yeah, yeah that yeah, is sure. just like all this data we have loaded. Yeah, I was thinking, the one thing I was thinking is that like a, a, a game like Horizon or any sort of open world game, they could have all the interiors loaded and so you could be like seamlessly moving because right now when you go into an open no world No more game, doorways. No more long door opening animation. Or like Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a perfect example. Like, yeah, like what if they have more, more different, more realistic like uh, apartments in New York when you're climbing that seems to me like Spider-Man 2 will have that. This Maybe. I feel like this is going to be running on the same game they already made, yeah. but you know, yeah. at some point, yeah. Um, next up was Project Athea, a new IP from Luminous Productions, <laughs> which is one of Square Enix's development studios. We didn't see a lot of this. We just saw kind of like a woman main character like summoning elements and stuff. Um, yeah. Kirk, you're laughing. It looked cool. It look cool. So, well, I'm laughing because we're reading along with my notes. Can I say, Maddie, to echo the thing you said at the beginning, that making notes for this, like I did, I was just like, I'm going to make notes. And it was a comforting feeling of just, this is something I used yes, to do all the time, right? is make roundups of these things. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> but my notes say, Project Athea, what is this? And then, <laughs> and then, quote, designed exclusively for the PS5. What does that mean, LOL? <laughs> because, I have no answer for so you. So <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you said that because I, I just opened up the press release and it says PS5 uh-huh. and PC. So there's your answer is that it means That's, they're trying I assumed, to say exclusive but not yep. Because yeah. my notes, I had written PS5 exclusive, and then I was like, that is not what it says, and they're always so yep. specific with that kind of wording, so I bet, okay, yep. interesting. 100%. Mm. They're just they're just trying to fool people. It's such right. like blatant like lying, and it's amazing how <laughs> gamers are just like eating it. I remember an article I wrote forever ago at a Microsoft press conference that was like, the, all of the things the word exclusive can mean mm-hmm. now, because yeah. they yeah. would be like, exclusive before every game, and it would be like, exclusive on Xbox for one month. Exclusive <laughs> console on Xbox, but also on PC for like there's so many different meanings. So anyways, that's I guess what designed exclusively for the PS5 <laughs> means. It means nothing. Um let me uh, read to you the this is kind of like the the logo or like the the info underneath the uh the big key art and Wait, can I guess? Release. Can I guess? It's her destiny. <laughs> a a choice. Close. Close. Consequences. Her power. Plus. Her power. You, you guys ready? I'm going to read you yeah. the whole thing. It's a few Great. Go. Go. In a world, not her own, where In resolve will be tested, truths will be questioned, and devotions will be doubted, she will rise. Wow, there's a lot of passive voice. I noticed a lot of passive voice in a lot of these. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay, she yeah, will rise. They're taking after all those cowardly headlines about, uh, about people yeah, dying about of police violence. <laughs> yeah. Using passive voice. Let's move on. Um, although I am excited for that because it's Square Enix making a new thing and that always excites me. Oh, Just yeah. like JRPG action, action yeah, it JRPG. Looked, and it looked beautiful. I mean, sh- sure. It gave me a little, you know, I will say actually, it gave me a little bit of a Deep Down vibe. Mm-hmm. Remember Deep Down? It yep. was kind of the same thing where it's like... Deep Down was announced at the PS4 reveal right. of it, by the and way. And then it like just never comes out. Like people never will be out. maybe joking about Project Athea in like 
eight yeah. years. They'll be like, remember yeah. Project Athea? And then they like, it never was anything. So could maybe be that. No, but, but that that is legit. I will say um, Luminous Productions is like, it's a studio they started yeah, yeah. like specifically to make new okay. stuff. I'm going to remember you said that in 2030 when it's yeah. still thought out. <laughs> Um, anyway, I'm excited for that. Uh, next up was Stray, which is a game about sad cats. Yeah, sad robots. Really, sad the robot. robots were very robots sad. The cats. And cats. The cat was kind of helping. I just said, Kirk. Kirk, you're correcting your right. own notes. Your notes say sad cats. So it does. I oh, you're right. Here. That's a really good point. <laughs> sad, right. You're right. Sad robots. But a game where you get to play as a cat. Pretty exciting. I'm not sure if that's what it is. I'm glad you're correcting correcting the notes after after I've added. It now says them. sad robots in parentheses with a cat. With a cat. Are you yes. the robot? You are you cat. the cat? Are you both mm-hmm. of them? I'm intrigued. I'm interested in playing more games where oh, you're man. a cat. There's a lot to get through, so let's crank through a couple <laughs> of these. This um, was a big cat. This was a big cat year, though. I'm gonna say, it was, like, it sometimes was. it's dogs. This was cats. This was cats. A lot more cats. cats are back. Um, Housemark, Housemark, which is a pretty uh, good developer that makes a lot of arcade games, is making Returnal, which is, uh, <laughs> I think it's a roguelike, and that's why it, yeah. it had that premise of like uh-huh. attack, die, attack, die, because mm-hmm. it's a rogue. It's a rogue. Uh-huh. It's always funny when a video game makes that the premise. They're like, I die, and then I wake up again, and I do it again. It's like, yeah, you're the main character of a video game. Like, <laughs> yeah. welcome to hell. <laughs> this is your life. That's true. Yeah. It's Edge of Tomorrow, basically, mm-hmm. except it's a video mm-hmm. game. That looked cool. I mean, Housemark makes good games. I thought the yeah, setup was like a lot of rope to let out for what then looked to me basically like an over-the-shoulder third-person shooter. I do want to say, I know we moved on from Stray, but I actually loved the aesthetic of that game with the sad robots and the cat, and I like super want to play that, so I do want to throw that out there so we don't gloss Um, over it too fast. That was a highlight for me. Cool. Um, New Sackboy adventure game, which looked great. Mm -hmm. Um, I did it. I mean, so this was a Sackboy adventure that I'm guessing is not a Little Big Planet game, so having played a lot of those games... Little Big Planet spinoff. Right, so it's just but it's just a platformer. Well, oh, what I platform. mean by that, though, sorry, is that right, it is you're not, not going to be able a, to make stuff in it. Right. Yeah. Yes, it is not a user-generated content-oriented game, which mm-hmm. would always be fine with me because I never made stuff in Little Big Planet, and I do like the vibe and the music of Little Big Planet. But I've never loved the platforming in those games because it's physics-based and a little bit weird, and I could never get my head around it. So actually. I don't know. I, I mean, it, <laughs> it might be competing if that both that and Ratchet and Clank come out at launch. They might be kind of competing with one another. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, uh, Ratchet and Clank is more of like a shooter. Like that's more of a like third that's person true, but it's shooter. Platform me, and it's anyway, cute. That's... And so they're the same game. Right, right. Um, <laughs> they are so both cute. Kirk, you wrote here uh, some destruction game. No, some uh, driving game. Some driving <laughs> game. important, it's important destruction. clarification. Sorry, it's no, but. The real name is Destruction All Stars. That's yes. why. Okay, that's right. I feel bad for the people making that game because I did not write down the name. That was like the one name that I missed. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, looked, it looked whatever. It looked fine. It looked like one of those. I mean, it's the kind of thing where maybe every time I dismiss a game like that, I it then ends up think like about, taking the world by storm and being the next Fortnite or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always think of Rocket League, and I'm like. Well, that I would have maybe dismissed that and be like, this looks silly, and then it wound up being this massive thing. So yeah. who knows? It might be really cool. Yeah, it's like a car destruction multiplayer game. I mean, we also we also mm-hmm. all dismiss Gran Turismo, and those games are huge and have like oh, tons yeah. of people who are into driving games. I'm oh, yeah, right. Person. And I guess, right, it's it's just being like, that doesn't totally look like my thing, but um, I'm sure some um, people... Let's like go it. through a couple more. Kina Bridge of Spirits, this game mm-hmm. looked really cool. It was, yeah, very cameo, I thought of that, too. Uh, or cameo, cameo Elements of Power, cameo. Yeah. yeah. Or Cameo, um, Cameo, I think is Cameo, Cameo. Cameo. Which is not a great Uh, game. It reminded me of Zelda. It looked like, you know, Studio Ghibli and it looked like uh, Ori and the Blind Forest. Like it had that just kind of, there's a ton of graphics in this and the threes look really beautiful. (laughs) This is a pretty adventure game Mm -hmm. that is going to like make you cry a little bit and also make you (laughs) Mm -hmm. feel warm inside. Some feelings. Yeah, Uh it looked neat. I would would play that. Oh yeah, Um, beautiful looking. A furry game called Goodbye Volcano High. That reminded me of BoJack Horseman as I was watching that trailer. I was like, wow, this is BoJack. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah. so this is really, and I, I wrote furry, though I believe it is dinosaurs. So it is more, I think, mm. anthropomorphic beings. Right, they're not particularly, f- they're not goodbye fur covered. Volcano, right. because they're saying goodbye. I don't yeah. know. Right. But that looked really cute. I thought it, it looked really nice. It really cute. Fun art style for that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was kind of where, because Kina Bridge of Spirits was so like, graphics mega blowout mm-hmm. that then following it with like a clearly stylized not like 2d drawn animations mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah very different look was kind of fun right. was it's nice. like oh right yeah, I like there's that. a bunch of different stuff in this presentation that was it cool. had a kind of night in the woods look with like yeah. you know we're kind of misfit 
animals when we're making a band like the same sort of I'm always down for that give me some Mm -hmm. misfit animals in a band anytime for sure (laughs) Um, and I believe that um, former Kotaku contributor Kate Gray is the uh, is the lead writer of this oh that's narrative director of this game oh nice that's awesome um, cool let's keep going Um, a new Oddworld game uh, Oddworld Soulstorm um, looks like an odd world game. I don't know. It's an odd world it was game. Lemmings. It looked pretty hardcore to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I I've played like Abe's Odyssey, I guess, and those games are always very dark because it's like I, my memory is basically you know like a genetically engineered slave race that just you die over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and it's just a very bleak world where you're just this like almost sentient like product that came to life and is trying to get out of this horrible factory and this looked like that too with even more like done up you know cut scenes and like emotions and a like cutting his the lip ties open i was like okay like for the mood i'm in right now no this isn't doing it for me <laughs> like i'd rather just play a mario game but, I hear that. but, but I hear you know that. like those games are always really well designed and clever and so like maybe by the time it comes out i will be more into it mm-hmm. um and then we get to see a new Bethesda game, Ghostwire Tokyo, which was I mean, announced last year. A new Bethesda published game. This is um, the Tango game. Oh yeah, this that's is from right. the makers of Evil yes, Within. That's... Sorry, I think of Bethesda, the publisher, because like it was announced at the Bethesda conference. Anyway, mm-hmm. we get to mm-hmm. see that. Looks um, cool. Yeah, I was surprised this wasn't a VR game, or yeah. like it seemed like a VR game to me. It had so it was so this like re- like what's the word like a kind of a puree of evil within stuff which itself is like a puree of horror game things like the hairy lady and the uh-huh. weird faceless like schoolgirl and the like it's just all these things that you've seen in silent hill before mm-hmm. and then the um, gameplay to me just it looked odd i wasn't sh- like they make good games i really liked evil within too so it looked interesting i don't know I'll i don't play really it. know what to make of it right yeah. it just it looked like a vr game every time they cut to the actual gameplay so i was like what is this game exactly so yeah, i'll, I'll be that. curious to know more about that mm-hmm. um and then a new super brothers game super brothers oh, are the yeah. makers of uh sword and sorcery mm-hmm. um and what else have they have they done anything since then? uh no cappy they, has cappy yeah, made below, below but they right? worked with i think this they is a similar thing where super brothers is working with pine scented which i don't actually know what okay. that is but i'm assuming is maybe another developer because cappy okay. and super brothers work together on sword and sorcery which I love that game, and this game I thought looked awesome. Obviously, I don't yeah. know what it is. It's like what's a, it called? The Far Shore. It's called The That's Far like, Shore. Yeah. It's like space exploration, but the, mm-hmm. the trailer was super just evocative and vague, and just made it seem right. like it was going to be about space exploration, yeah. but not not a ton beyond that. I just want to say, by the way, so like up until this point, there haven't been a lot of guns. There haven't been a lot of like it at at, at least yeah, at this no, point it was show, noticeable. Like, it was just like yeah, very noticeable that it was just like a whole variety of genres and different types of gameplay, and that is extremely cool and admirable for Sony to be doing this as like their big launch event is like here's a bunch of interesting stuff including like this furry narrative game and like other things that you would never mm-hmm. see it and like a bunch of exploration games and like yeah mm-hmm. about well it's just and, such a contrast yeah. from like e3 conferences of even a couple of years ago and how like game companies have really branched out it's cool to see yeah um, and i mean there was no really ea like battlefield stuff and there was no call mm-hmm. of duty so like the big war games just kind of weren't there so you also mm-hmm. didn't have the five minutes where it's people talking on the radio while like machine guns kill people and that yeah. I agree that was nice and I, I just want to say the far shore if I hope they get Jim Guthrie to do the music he did the music to Sword and Sorcery and is a big part of why I love that game so much and it sounded like him the music did sound like his music and it just reminded me of Interstellar but in a good way because like I don't love that movie but I do like like the first part of that movie and just the idea of and the themes are good, you know. Yeah, like of like a doomed world and setting out from it to find a new place, and mm-hmm. then they just cut to these like beautiful, oh yeah, you know, tantalizing like landscapes of these alien planets. And I was like, okay, but then they're also showing the faces of actual characters, and it isn't going to be some you know super zoomed out game. Like there's going to be actual characters in it. I was so like, it's okay, not No Man's Sky, I'm, right? Right. I'm down for this. If it's got like kind of an Outer Wilds vibe, yeah, that'd be fine with me. That'd and, uh, and I, this one I thought looked really nice. Moving on. Um, so next up they showed Godfall, which is a game that had been announced in the past. It's published oh, geez, by Gearbox. Yeah. It's like kind of... Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think it looked that great. This is actually one of the l- least impressive games I thought. You can master breathtaking weapons, though. Yeah. <laughs> breathtaking. Um, it's, it's funny. like so, a bear wolf 
character that like is wearing yeah. a bunch of armor and like swings the sword um, around. Yeah. So this was the point where so I tweeted right after the Super Brothers game. I tweeted, uh, "You can tell it's not an E3 press conference because there's no guns and dubstep." And then they immediately like, announced this game with guns <laughs> and dubstep. <laughs> yeah, um, which is just very Gearbox. Um, mm-hmm. Next up is a game from the makers of Hyperlight Drifter, which I think will sell a lot of people. Um, Solar Ash, I believe it was called, looked really interesting. Oh yeah, and it cool. looked awesome. It looked just um, as yeah, cool as Hyperlight Drifter looks. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, very um, much like a conceptual tease where it just sort of really briefly showed mm-hmm. what the actual game is. So who knows what the game is, but it's probably but like good. A lot of primary Hyperlight colors and like big yeah, yeah. shapes and just sort of minimalist design in the, in the visuals, mm-hmm. which is distinctive and cool looking. Next up, we had to check if Kirk was still breathing because they announced <laughs> Hitman 3. <laughs> Um, it yeah. was a cool as shit trailer, and I don't even play yep. these games. I was thinking of you, man. I was like, this yeah, is a cool no, it trailer. looked great. Only, I mean, and it's like I, I mainly am excited because I know exactly what it will be. It will be more Hitman. It will be good. <laughs> IO Interactive has gotten very good at making these games. It's just, also, yeah, it's incredible how short it is from because they announced it for January, and that's mm-hmm. only like two and a half years after, no, yeah. less than two and a half years after. I think they've got a good thing going because they they release new locations at later points too so i'm sure it'll launch with like five or six new locations and then each location you get like 40 hours out of it if you want like yeah, there's like an endless yeah. amount of stuff to do and they're so good now at iterating it or the sense i get anyways is that uh-huh. they are yeah mm-hmm. i think if you're yeah if you're a game developer and you can make a map that generates like so much content out of the yeah. one yeah. map that's like paradise for game yeah. makers yeah especially mm-hmm. for single player game like so a yeah. lot of multiplayer games get that but for a single player game for the kind of yeah. person like a person like me who likes simulated games. Yeah. It's great. And then yeah. it showed 47 like doing the Mission Impossible thing and like climbing up a skyscraper in Dubai to like murder some rich <laughs> asshole. And I'm like, yes, I'll play this. Sounds great. <laughs> um, yeah, it would be cool to see, by the way, just like riffing on that a little bit, it would be cool to see like a Dishonored style game that took that Hitman style and just like had maps. But like instead of just running around and putting on uniforms and seeking, you could actually use powers and stuff like to accomplish different things across mm-hmm. these maps. I don't know. Just just a thought yeah i'd love the hitman approach to like be applied to more games it's like a Mm -hmm. great way to make a game because you can get so much more yeah it's cheaper yeah it's easier on people Mm -hmm. yeah um and especially a series like dishonored which is not like dishonored 2 didn't sell well and so it seemed like they put the series on ice because arcane is doing something else that we'll talk about in a sec but um but yeah it would be (laughs) cool to see that sort of thing um next up there was an astrobot game that doesn't do anything for me i don't know about you guys though i will say astrobot rescue mission maybe the best psvr gamer one of them really well-made games so that could be super fun if the same people designed it um again another indie game called little devil inside which looks pretty cool pretty cool this was like the most amazing looking thing to me anyway yeah. it's like that trailer was incredible if people listening to this didn't want to watch the whole thing if you just want to see one totally baller trailer that i was like the whole time i was like what the fuck am i watching yeah this game looks like inside which is funny that it's called little devil inside because it has a similar kind of like uh what's the word it's like kind of gauzy art style it reminds me of that game with the time travel um what was that game called with like the the masks and the time travel Maybe oh you're talking out. about um 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 the, sexy brutal the, the sexy brutal yeah it reminded me of that like graphically um, but also very Pixar-ish. Right, but, but gameplay-wise, it was totally wild. So I think the idea is that you're playing a little guy who goes inside of this old man, and then mm-hmm. inside the old man there's like a fantasy dimension. And then the stuff the guy was doing, it just kept going. It was like fighting a dragon, climbing on a crazy cliff. Like in a, It looks like the, like the amount of stuff that we saw in the Horizon 2 trailer later, only mm-hmm. in this really cool art style with all these like funny visual gags and this yeah. really charming like handmade like sculpture look. I was like, what is this? This looks so cool and maybe it won't be but just the breadth of things that were in that trailer i like almost want to watch it again that to, i was like what is happening like i want to play this whatever it is so that looked really good yeah it was really fun to have the trailers mix it up so much with the art style i mean that's part of why i would almost recommend watching the whole show if you haven't <laughs> yet, you because get that experience you won't get that experience from just watching one trailer or another trailer mm-hmm. but like that roller mm-hmm. coaster being like oh like each of these things is standing out in a weird way was part mm-hmm. of what made this so fun i'm sure most people watch the whole show it, it was it had like millions of viewers on YouTube. Well, it was unlike anything i've seen yeah no the listener who maybe hasn't yeah, seen that's it. true. Um, next up was NBA 2K21, which was the funniest trailer because it didn't show in any actual basketball games, which is kind of fitting because there are no actual yeah. basketball right. games being played. And right that's now. actually what the game's going to be about. Isn't you it? shoot it hoops out. by yourself. Just a guy playing by himself in a gym, yeah. like sweating. 
Right, you try to manage your sweat flow. <laughs> yeah, Zion Williamson is pretty incredible, though, I've got to say. Yeah. Um, next up was Bug Snacks, a game from the makers of Octodad that looked hysterical. Yeah, um, it looked very fun. That was yeah. like... So Octodad, to anybody who didn't play it, you should play it. It's um, yeah. <laughs> it's great and really ridiculous. That's like a fumble core game, so it's a game where you're an octopus pretending to be a man, and you mm-hmm. have to like get through situations... <laughs> Where people will definitely figure out that you're an octopus yeah. and not a man, but right. it's just funny to imagine an octopus trying. I think I reviewed this game for Kotaku. There, are, uh, it's very, very funny because it's funny that no one realizes this extremely clear octopus is an octopus, but also it's funny because you're constantly fucking up. Mm-hmm. And this game initially, I was like, "What is this?" But then it's clearly like, it's like not procedurally generated exactly, but it's like a really chaotic thing where you're eating things all the time and then becoming them and then mm-hmm. becoming weird hybrid monsters of different things. And it's like some type of experience like that. And I'll play it just because I really like Dr. Dad and this yeah. looks cool. Um, next up, this was definitely a <laughs> highlight. This had been rumored for a long time. For a long time, Blue Point, which is a pretty good remaking company, they made the Shadow of the Colossus remake mm-hmm. a, a couple years ago. Um, people have been wondering what their next project was. They've been teasing it. Turns out it's Demon Souls, as has been rumored. Um, I think I might have put a little <laughs> bit of fuel on that fire. Um, <laughs> But um, but yeah, Demon Souls is their big remake that's coming to PS5. Really exciting because I think that a lot of people who are like into the From Software games started with Dark Souls and like yes. didn't get a chance because Demon Souls was only on PS3. Some people have like gotten PS3 emulators just to play Demon Souls. Um, but it's very smart that like they're remaking this game of all games because a lot of new players will want to check it out, myself included. I'm right there with you. I played a fair amount of Demon's Souls when it first came out because all the like smart critics were like, this is the best game ever. And I played it and it was too hard. I didn't fully get into the groove. And it is hard, is the thing. Like it's a lot harder, I would say, than any of the soul the the Dark Souls games. And very punishing and Well, you gotta wonder if they're if they're creating new options for a remake. I wonder. And if they're and it'll just like run better. It had a lot of serious performance problems, like comically bad even i know uh, the first dark souls did too but demon souls like there are areas of that game that are just a total slideshow and are almost unplayable so i'm sure that stuff will be ironed out and i bet it'll just be like more playable it'll be like a souls game it looked sick as hell i mean i was watching that i was like oh this is some from shit i was like oh okay it's it's definitely demon souls i don't think they put a release date on that um so not clear if it'll be out at launch or like close to Close to launch, not sure yet. I'm, I noticed there are a lot of games like didn't have release dates, and I imagine mm-hmm. the biggest reason for that is COVID, um, because nobody's really clear on like when they're right. going to hit their milestones. Yeah. But um, we shall see. Next, Arcane's game Deathloop, which they also announced last year. This is Arcane Leon, so this, these are the people who made Dishonored Two, as opposed to Arcane Austin, which made Prey. Um, Deathloop, I thought was like one of my highlights of E3 last Looks, year. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. it. That's when it was Yeah, announced. same. I was so excited it was back. Yeah, I've been thinking like periodically like, what's going on with Deathloop? When are we going to see that again? Yep. So I was like very pumped to see it again. Yeah, so it was really cool to see gameplay. It looks awesome, oh, I thought. Yeah. It looks really, really cool. Um, kind of like, yeah, it looks kind of inspired by Bioshock, in this, but I guess that's in the same sense that all these immersive sims are just from the sure. same same tree. Um, but it looks like a game. It had a kind like, of We Happy Few look, all the people in the yeah, party mask. Which is also same. very Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite you know, people. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it looked really cool, and I'm very curious to see like how multiplayer is integrated because it seems like a single player game from the trailer. But I wonder if like another person. Well, apparently the other players could hop in and play as the other spy who's trying to kill you periodically. So it's like journey, but like you're trying to kill each other right. instead of help each other. So or like Dark Souls. it's a cat and mouse premise where like you're playing as a guy who's on the run from another spy and she's trying to kill you, or maybe not a spy, I don't know, another assassin. And like, you're just trying to kill each other the whole time. And you're, I guess, video game characters who can be endlessly regenerated. So like, her trying to kill you doesn't well, matter. That's the theme of this showcase is like endless, endless mm-hmm. regeneration. Yeah, it super is. But the fact that like other people, like real people can hop in and be the person that's trying to kill you from time to time. And you can do that to other people sounds like a thing that people who enjoy Dark Souls will find very fun. <laughs> and that's this game. Cool. <laughs> so this game, yeah, I'm extremely here for it. It looks like Dishonored, but like, like, you know, more, a little more gun heavy. This was the, definitely the first trailer where I was like, ah, guns, there they are. They're shooting mm-hmm. people. They're back. But then again, it was like, I don't know, still kind of handmade, weird-ass guns. And the whole premise just seems cool. And I like the idea of building the time loop into the game, like having mm-hmm. some rogue elements, even if it's not a roguelike. Like, those elements can enhance 
other kinds of games. And yeah, I think having played it was Splinter Cell Conviction, that had that had co-op where you were like both spies, but then at the end you kind of got pitted against one another. And then there were there were actually like PvP modes where you'd be like sneaking around and trying to catch each other. I love that kind of multiplayer in general. And the idea of like knowing suddenly that you're being hunted by a real person. I'm sure you can turn it off. Like I'm I'm guessing you can play yeah. it offline. But um having that on would probably be pretty cool. And yeah, that game looked dope all it's the it's the triple A version of Chris Hacker's spy party. Yeah, it's <laughs> he yeah, it's very similar. He kind of was designing that game before a bunch of like Ubisoft games basically use that same premise and then like Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell and all these like asynchronous sort of mm-hmm. stealth-based multiplayer um, games. Next up, Capcom announced Resident Evil Village, which is <laughs> the only way I will be describing this game from now on. Not Resident Evil 8, Resident Evil Village. Or Resident um, Evil which, 8-inch. Uh, I feel like you could pronounce it that way yeah. if you want to. Um, what do you guys think? I, I have no investment in Resident Evil. so no uh, Resident Evil's gotten so freaking weird. I don't even know how to feel about that franchise anymore, honestly. I It's gotten so far off the rails in terms of like what that world is. Didn't you guys love? I know Kirk at least loved Seven. I love Resident Evil Seven. Well, I didn't. I liked it. It it kind of eventually, like a lot of those games, it gets pretty ridiculous and kind of lost me. But I loved the first. I don't know, however many hours of that game, like a lot of it until you basically get to the ship. And Oh yeah, the beginning's really cool. <laughs> I things just, change up. Like from the perspective of like knowing about the world of Resident Evil, I'm just like, what is actually happening anymore? Well, and there is not right. really an answer, but maybe that's okay. Like it's almost like they got sick of their own premise and they're like, let's just make a bunch of different weird games mm-hmm. that are like also horror games or survival games and just say they're Resident Evil so, and put Chris Redfield in them and say it's fine and that's okay, you know? Like be yeah. creative, Capcom. I'm, I'm because right Chris Redfield got some DLC for Resident Evil 7, which I believe sort of is setting up what's happening in Resident Evil 8. I don't know oh. about that second part. I know he had okay. DLC in <laughs> Resi 7. That guy has had a crazy life. Chris Redfield. <laughs> it is funny. wild so, shit. <laughs> I'm kind of the opposite where I've never played the early games. I don't really know the Resident Evil lore. Like, there's I finally played Resident know, Evil 2. But, yeah. No, but you, there is kind of a ton. Like, there's not, it doesn't matter, but there is a lot. Like, when you start to really get into Wesker and whoever in these characters, it's like... It yeah. doesn't matter, but there is a lot. Yes. Words, words that can be said about a lot of video game lore. Right? <laughs> so the trailer for this, it was like sick looking like gothic castle village that looks like something out of Bloodborne and like three witches and like monsters and all the werewolves and shit I was like yes like gothic horror yeah like like, (laughs) European villa and I was like sweet this looks great like I'm gonna play the shit out of this I can see there's gonna be puzzles everywhere there's like Mm -hmm. weird figures carved into the walls and then at the end of the trailer it's like Chris Redfield I'm Redfield Chris Redfield (laughs) and I'm like I don't care like maybe some people are like yeah Chris Redfield (laughs) I don't think anyone was I think everyone was like Chris Redfield with a million question Right, right. Um, And then Capcom announced another game that at first I thought was going to be a Kojima game because it looked exactly like Death Stranding. It has extreme Kojima energy. Very Death Stranding vibe, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I wonder, I gotta wonder if that's on like the same engine that Guerrilla Games Decima engine um, that just like makes all the characters looking cool. That the tech on that spacesuit was just so Death Stranding and it was so Horizon. Like it just had that. But also the faces. The faces also like looked exactly like Death Stranding faces. Mm -hmm, Um, mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, this game is called Pragmata, and we really know nothing about it other than it's a new game, new IP from Capcom, which itself Mm -hmm. is pretty cool, coming in 2022. Um, Anytime a game was 2022, that meant... It'll be out in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, we basically Don't aren't worry anywhere. about yeah. it. <laughs> but at <laughs> least I like it. I like it when publishers are a little bit honest about that, as opposed oh, yeah. to like in development now, like coming mm-hmm. whenever. I like it when they're like, "This won't be out for a couple of years. Couple Don't years, worry yeah. about it." Um, it's also cool. I mean, it's really cool when a big publisher shows new IP. Although I would kind of, I'd rather have them announce Phoenix Wright Seven than Carmada <laughs> than a new IP. But like, whatever. I like new IP too. Yeah. yeah. Um I had a th- I had a thought that I meant to share way earlier when we were talking about Ratchet and Clank and I'm going to share it now and that is that watching Ratchet and Clank where they're like teleporting stuff around and like switching dimensions it struck me that I was watching gameplay that was in the like 2010 BioShock Infinite fake demo where like Elizabeth <laughs> is warping things in from parallel dimensions and Songbird uh, is there uh, that yeah. then the game was nothing like that at all and it was mm-hmm. all like completely kind of ginned up yeah. and t- it took 10 years but now we're actually watching a real video game that can do it yeah, so I didn't want to forget and not say that and then yeah Pragmata <laughs> who the fuck knows it was like there was a point at which the sky broke and a huge satellite fell through it and then the spaceman and the little girl <laughs> like 
he opened a green net that like stopped the thing for a minute and then he flew around it and then he was on the moon mm-hmm. with a little girl and they were looking down at earth and yeah that's what that game's gonna be that's yeah that's gonna be weird and trippy sure um, <laughs> and then we got to what might be the most beautiful video game i've ever seen in my <laughs> life the hype master over here <laughs> I don't know. I saw that. I was I was kind of blown away by that trailer, especially cool. if that's it like really, really cool. what the game is going to look like. Horizon Two, Forbidden West. So I guess the first game was where Utah or like Nevada or something like that? Colorado, Utah, Colorado, around there, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. the, and then it went north for the DLC. So she's gonna cross the Rockies, and so this game is gonna go to the west. And yeah, so they showed some San Francisco for yeah, sure. It's like a West Coast game, and so it's now set in the post-apocalyptic America West Coast. Aloy's back. Um, what's his name? The uh, the Lance Reddick character is back. Cy- mm-hmm. Silas? Cyrus? Something, something like that. Like... Yeah, that sounds um, right. Um, and... You gotta go underwater and fight robot alligators. Yeah, fight robots underwater. Man, mm-hmm. it, it just looked incredible. And Horizon Zero Dawn is an excellent game. People who missed it will get to play it on PC pretty soon, I think. I'm excited to check it out on PC again, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thought of a sequel has me extremely excited. Yeah, I mean, I'm... You know, I've talked about this, I think, with both of you, but not on the show, that I'm just, like, in the mood for a Ubisoft-style open-world game. Yeah. And that very much is well, that kind of game. you're about to get a few. Mm-hmm. No, right, I know, um, which is nice. And, uh, Ghost of and, Tsushima yeah, you know, is, like, right up your alley, and that's coming out in a month. Yep. Yeah, I'm curious, and I don't... I guess I don't want to know more about the story of Horizon 2, even though I'll be surprised if they can pull the story off the way they did in the first game again in a sequel only because the yeah. sequel the first game and really it's gonna be a trilogy a... too i don't know if you knew mm. that but they've agreed Mm-mm. to do a three games um, well maybe that'll let or... them kind of pace things out in a way mm-hmm. that works maddie you have not played zero that's Dawn, right. right that's right but you're but gonna I, play I guess it when I it comes play to it. pc i guess i could play it and uh maybe cool we can game. all play it and we can talk about it and that'd be fun mm, but you two have already yeah well that's i'm definitely going to be playing it again on pc because that game is awesome and one of the one of the faults that i had with it is that on the ps4 the text is so small you have to like squint and get up close <laughs> to read it as is often the case so playing it on a computer that's monitor. your that's your complaint with most games right Jason? well most really games is. have text that's I mean, too it's small true. i agree it's not you it's the games it's just funny that that's it's always that problem. So playing it on my computer monitor, I will very much enjoy. And yeah, I'm mm-hmm. excited to play it again. I've been craving, like, uh, I've been wanting to play that game again. Yeah, the story, the thing that like pleasantly surprised myself and a lot of other people is how good the story was mm-hmm. in that game, in the original game. Um, and also, I mean, yeah, Ashley Birch puts on this fantastic performance as Aloy. Yeah, she's oh, really yeah, great. she's always great. Really, really mm-hmm. good game. Um, so yeah, the thought of a sequel coming soon, not entirely unexpected. I think most people could have guessed that that was going to be there. Um, as opposed to like a new God of War or Spider-Man 2, which are both way further out, I think. Sure. But, oh, um, yeah. but yeah, Horizon 2, very exciting stuff. Um, and that was all. And then we ended with a whole bunch of developers talking about the, the On console. A Zoom call. <laughs> that was interesting. And then a look at the PlayStation 5. And there was That's actually right. a pretty big piece of news in there, which is that there's going to be a digital-only, right. presumably mm-hmm. cheaper version of the PlayStation 5. So I imagine, if I had to guess, and I think this is a pretty safe guess, the main thing... The, the normal thing will cost $500 and then the digital only version will cost 450 which is more uh, appealing. Um, if they can get that down to 400 that would be pretty game changing but I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, what would you guys think of like the look of the thing? It looks pretty alien. Yeah. Yeah, what did you think, Maddie? I don't know. Uh, I didn't love it. It uh-huh. really looked like a console that I'm going to be kind of embarrassed to also have on my shelf, but that's true of a lot of items that I own. And uh, <laughs> being a gamer, you know, I'm sitting in my gaming chair. I've, I can't, I got to just embrace the gamer look of some of these items and just be like, all right. That's what that looks like, I guess. You're you're really you're not even going to think about it. Like when you actually play the thing, you're just not going to think about oh, it. Oh, I know, I know. It's going to look silly to me for like six days, and then right. I'm not even going to notice it anymore. I'm and curious if it'll all they'll all be white. I like don't want a big white console. I'd yeah, it's white. Just, I think it might be the first and... white console since the Wii. Is that right? I don't know. I think usually yeah. they're black. Well, there have been different versions. Of right. Of oh, course. sure, but yeah. like the def- where the default one that they reveal the, the default one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was the Xbox One the original one white? Or the Xbox no. 360, I assume, is what you're. Oh, the, no, Xbox, the Xbox 360 one. was. Yes. Yeah. Was. I believe yeah. the original Xbox 360 was with the green button. Mm-hmm. It was like off. Uh, yeah, I guess the original was the big 
gray. What thing. if a console was just like a color? Like, what if a console was like green it's like or blue. something? Blue, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be or funny. like red. That would be I don't funny. know. It would look like like in one of those old MacBooks, uh, yeah, or iMacs, uh, yeah. just like <laughs> totally 2007 style. Yeah, that would really mess with people's heads. Yeah, I don't. I I wonder if you can lay this on its side. I hope. Apparently, you can. You can. Like, there's okay. some pictures people are yeah, posting about can. that. It okay, looks good. really weird when it's laying on its side, but it looks pretty weird either way. But again, like, who cares? What yeah, it, it doesn't like. matter. That's the main thing I want from this console is that it not sound like a jet engine, like my PS4 and PS4 we'll Pro, see. and that it doesn't. We'll see. Like, that it doesn't literally heat the room that I'm in, like a space heater when it's well, running. If you're leaping around and ratchet and clank or whatever, that's true. There's a lot of processing going moving on. in that yes. in that box. Who knows? Yeah. What it's gonna yeah. sound like that's um, very true. Yeah, man. So pretty good event overall, I would say. And then so the next big thing will be Microsoft. Well, there are a few different like indie events, and like EA mm-hmm. has a press conference and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, the next big next gen thing will be that Microsoft is going to hold their own big like first party, presumably third party, also game conference um, in July, where they're going to talk about all their first party games, and mm-hmm. that'll also be very interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what they have to kind of combat. Sony's yeah. Sony's showing um, because Microsoft's. I mean, their big Sony's big kind of win in the PS4 era was that their first party lineup was a lot better than Microsoft's. But Microsoft has been buying up studios to try to change that, and they've been oh, reinventing yeah. a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we that will be, be exciting. Cool to see what they do. I'm looking forward to that and to the Ubisoft thing just because I want to see yeah what, what the old be Ubi cool. has been up to. And then well, Assassin. We haven't seen Valhalla gameplay yet. That's exciting. yeah. I just yes. wanna, I mean. <laughs> It's going to be Assassin's Creed Vikings. Like, I can picture it, but I still want to see it. Yeah, I was... Fun Fun story, real quick before, and then I'll let you go, but fun story. Yeah. I, was, I was just on the phone with a Ubisoft PR person a couple of weeks ago, like, because when I started at Bloomberg, I just wanted to reach out and say hi. And sure. I was like, by the way, like, you might not know this, but the three of us on trip on my Triple Click podcast, my podcast Triple Click, are, like, all obsessed with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> I like, cannot wait for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, it's it was, true. It was cute. It's just it true. That's funny. <laughs> So I guess the question I would have of our listener right now, and it is a question that I also have because I haven't been paying close attention, is when is Nintendo going to do something or is Nintendo it's going to question. do something? It's a good question. Um, to kind of match all these summer... Yeah, that is a good question. There will be well, a direct, right, at some point, maybe? A super direct? So I think they... I mean, so they did announce... They announced Paper Mario out of the blue. That's the type of thing you would expect in like a summer mm. direct. Um it might be I think Nintendo is the type of company that will not announce something unless they are like 100% sure it will be like it can be out on that date because they hate slipping so much right. like, except for like the big franchises the Zeldas and stuff which they'll sometimes right. announce pretty far out despite the Miyamoto quote yeah no but I think <laughs> as far as their like public present presentations yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're I think I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them just like wait until they're 100% sure that COVID stuff isn't delaying mm-hmm. the I biggest see. stuff but yeah remember there were rumors about like their whole big Super Mario compilations mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that stuff coming later this year. So I'm sure they'll announce it at some point. But yeah, I don't know if they like are going to do a direct or what. No idea. I hope they do. Yeah, me too. I like um, this. I like these game fun. announcements. It's fun. Exactly. But yeah, but the big, so the big lingering question, and I think maybe the most important question of like the holiday season is how much is this thing going to cost? And yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, looking at that when they're like, <laughs> check it out, like two different issues. And then they're like, charging thing, camera, like and I, remote. I was like, fuck, I'm looking at like, that's probably about $900,000 worth of shit there. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, this is going to get really expensive. So, okay, so. Here is where we get into kind of interesting strategy. And I say this as someone who thinks, I think console wars are kind of nonsense in terms of like fans, but in terms of looking at what Sony and Microsoft are doing, there's some interesting stuff here because it's interesting to see both of them not want to reveal price until the other one reveals price. And it'll be really, (laughs) really interesting to see like who goes first and then if Uh the other one undercuts them by like even a little bit. There are two people at a stop sign in Portland. Mm -hmm. Really? Seriously? (laughs) Like I think that the main reason Xbox One got a tanked compared to the PS4 is because the PS4 was $100 cheaper and nobody wanted to like spend an extra $100 on Connect. That was certainly think, a big part of it. I think the story will be similar. I mean, or at least it'll... Well, okay, the story will be interesting this fall because it'll be interesting to see if like PS5 has better games or more exclusive games but costs a little more than Xbox Series X. Um, I'm very curious to see what happens. 
I yeah, expect that both will be like five hundred dollars, but it'll be interesting to see if like Microsoft is like, no, we're gonna be four fifty when you're five hundred or something. Or if right, Microsoft right. like also just offers multiple versions, and it seems like they're leaning so much on backwards compatibility and like Game Pass stuff in their marketing so far, and like even saying stuff like it's chill if you don't even upgrade this time around. We're Microsoft, and we're totally fine with it if you're broke <laughs> right now. Like that's a lot of their messaging right now, which is kind of interesting given the mm-hmm. time period we're in with COVID and everything. So. So, yeah, yeah, I I think they're trying to frame themselves as the accessible console, but we'll see. We'll see how mm-hmm. it plays out. Yeah, but we'll we'll talk more about that later on when they announce all their stuff because it makes oh, yeah. me wonder. Yeah, like, we're missing some crucial information. Totally. For, well, I just <laughs> I, I just wonder why they're even doing this like Series X when you can get all those same games on Xbox One or on PC. Like a lot of it doesn't really make sense to me, but that's something we can discuss when they actually announce those games and like talk mm-hmm. more about their overall strategy. Yeah, maybe it'll make more sense. Um, Price is going to be the big question, and we will see what they do there. Um, I also think PlayStation still has some stuff left to announce. They haven't announced all their games. I don't know if they've announced all their games for launch. I'm sure a lot of that is like in. I mean, they haven't announced Knack Three, so like <laughs> that's true. That yep. is true. Clearly, they still have um, some some tricks up their sleeve. But I imagine I I imagine that like around September or August or like around entering the fall, I think we'll mm-hmm. see another big event that is like price, full release lineup, and like other nitty gritty stuff that you want to know about a console we still haven't seen the os and like what they're doing with that stuff i've heard that Mm -hmm. they have some crazy things in the works although who knows how much of that will actually make it in the console i heard that like some some of it might not who knows um but yeah it's a lot of questions remaining but really cool showing i think yeah and it's good to lead with games like i'm into os stuff but they always demo a bunch of features that then nobody uses and i'm like does it have party chat can i play cool games on it okay yeah (laughs) that's all i need um Yes, agreed. Uh, although I don't know, I, I've thought about like what what kinds of like extraneous features would I actually care about? And yeah, sometimes sometimes the answer is just like no. I guess the one um, thing is suspending multiple games suspending and coming multiple right back games, to them. That is that, cool. Which I yes. gather is probably going to be a thing. That does nice. Netflix work on launch day? The real <laughs> <Right>. question. <laughs> That's sort a good of question. a big question. Yeah. It is though. Yeah. though it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then yeah, and then backwards compatibility and like yep. will you have to buy The Last of Us Two again on your right. PS Five to play right. it on PS Five? Like. That's another big lingering question. Oh, that had better not be the case. That seems yeah. well. We'll see. I guess, or especially like cyberpunk games that are coming this fall that yeah, clearly yeah, yeah, will have yeah. next gen version. The yeah, Avengers. Like, like what? What are they going to do with that stuff? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, lots of questions lingering. But yeah, cool stuff. All right, yeah, fun show. That is it for this bonus episode. We will see you all next week. Kirk, Manny, goodbye. All right, see you both next week. Bye. Triple Click is produced by Jason Schreier, Maddie Myers, and me, Kirk Hamilton. I edit and mix the show and also wrote our theme music. Our show art is by Tom DJ. Triple Click is a proud member of the Maximum Fun Podcast Network, and if you like our show, we hope you'll head over to MaximumFun.org join and consider becoming a member. Doing so helps support us and gets you access to an exclusive Triple Click episode each month. Find us online at TripleClickPodcast.com, on Twitter at TripleClickPod, and send email to TripleClick at MaximumFun.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.